If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And here we go. I'm in over my head. This is the News Radio 1140 WRVA Home Show with Richard McCann. You've got questions, he's got answers. You've got problems, he's got solutions. Call 345-1140 now. That's 345-1140. Now, here to solve the questions, conundrums, and riddles about home ownership is Richard McCann. Live from way out behind the station in the News Radio 1140 WRVA Home Improvement Shop, this is... The Home Show. With me, your humble home improvement guru, Richard McCann. Welcome, everybody, to a glorious weekend. I could live with this weather forever. Six, uh, the 70s to low 80s. Oh, yes. Richard's happy. I am joined by Matt, the producer. Matt, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. You know, I've been doing some thinking since the early show when we talked about these poor schmucks that are being stuck out in the rain in the middle of a hurricane. Uh-huh. You know, because most of we said, these are like the newest guys there. You know, oh, look. <laughs> What, you're an intern that doesn't get paid? Get out there! Uh, but I've been doing some thinking. If this storm hit here, okay, in the city of Richmond, you do understand who they would be sending out into the into the rain to be making these reports. Not me. No, because <laughs> it wouldn't be you, because you're actually worth something to the... <laughs> To the station, it'd be producer Kyle, wouldn't it? No, this I honestly think it'd be like, well, send McCann. I mean, oh. no, they only hear him on the weekends. What difference would it make? Oh, it would, it would I, low man on the totem pole right here. Yeah, now, now they've had a bunch of reporters out there, and most of them, you know, they're kind of bundled up and there's rain, but the one was getting pelted <laughs> with rain and it was going sideways and he couldn't even stand up. I'm I'm just waiting for like one of those little kids plastic you know pedal cars or something like that <laughs> come flying through and smash into one Trampolines. of these trampolines. Exactly, Sheesh. you know, like oh well, we're gonna miss Dave. Oh, that's okay. He was only an intern. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have the health insurance yet? No. Outstanding. <laughs> so uh, look, people. Uh, yeah, Texas is getting just flattened, and it's going to be doing it for a while. And as I said earlier in the uh, early show. Uh, if you want to help out down there, I understand because we've done that before. I've been here when we've collected stuff for different uh, natural disasters around the United States. I have learned, though, the uh, best thing you can do is donate money to the American Red Cross because they have in place everything you need to make uh, everything work out properly. So uh, you know they know how to get them food there, what food they need, how much water they need. I mean, if you remember, I know it's a weird thing to bring back up, but... During 9-11, so much bottled water got shipped up there that they were storing it in one of the local stadiums. It was just like tractor trailer load of, you know, like, we have water, we're good. So help out uh, the Red Cross if you can. And if you have any family down there, uh, contact them. And if they can get out, get out. But I think at this point, just stay in put is uh, the best. And I'll never understand people. Okay, here's what's going to happen, people. We're going to get a huge amount of rain, wind, uh, death, destruction from above. You probably should leave. And then somebody's going, no, I, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm a, what's the worst going to happen? You know, it's a, this is my house. I'm comfy, you know. 
The game's on. Idiots. Idiots. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to play with today, plus taking your calls at 345-1140. Uh, we will talk about a couple of different things in case we do get a storm. I've been touching on that for the last couple of weeks. I want to add to the list. Also, did a home inspection this week on a very, very cool house uh, that had nothing, only a couple of things that really made me go, danger, Will Robinson, danger. I mean, other than that, it was pretty cool. Uh, but there were a few things that we should be able to pay attention to and even know in our own home. Uh, someone asked me about replacing an old toilet with a new toilet. What's the process? What tools do you need? I will work on that. Uh, uh, someone else told me about someone came by his house, said, I can seal your driveway for just really. It's not going to cost you much at all. I don't know why I use my Bill Clinton voice for that one, but I, I can seal your driveway. It'll be perfect. I guarantee it. Believe in me. That driveway will be sealed promise that is a pretty spot-on impression i gotta tell you that's not too well he's getting older so i can i can i can do it now <laughs> um also for some, a few fun little things uh we're gonna have to talk about in and out of the show uh i'm gonna have to ask because matt the producer is a sports guy i'm not a sports guy I've never been a sports guy um but i want to ask him how i can make uh was it 75 million dollars for ha- by having people punch me in the face yeah it's a pretty good payout for that kind you, of thing you you know what i forget the gloves just go bare knuckle i'll be <laughs> for 75 million when i'm you know after you beat me to a pulp i'll go out i'll look like brad pitt even after taxes that's a pretty good payday yeah and see i wouldn't even look like like current brad pitt i'd look like <laughs> pretty bad brad pitt pitt from interview with a vampire uh so we'll, we'll mention the fight at some point because i know a lot of people are watching it uh i have a i have two stories unfortunate well no fortunately uh for Matt, uh, the, we do not have a, a. It happened in Florida this week. Oh, you, you, you last week was bad for us, and I and I couldn't find it. I didn't yeah. see those. We uh, escaped your clutches, we, but we. Uh, uh, but Matt is now in charge of that segment, finding those stories. <laughs> He's just going to call Grandma. What's going on? No, no, he didn't. He put the iguana where? Okay, I uh, actually have a story about an iguana. For I'm you. not surprised. <laughs> Uh, it's not from Florida, though. Okay, well, I have one uh, from California, uh, which is equally ludicrous. Yeah. Um, let's just say, you know, what? To, to tease it, if you will, even though it's cute and it's a baby, uh, do realize certain animals will grow up and what's the word I'm looking for? Eat you. <laughs> you know, oh, look, it's so precious and kind. And okay, in about a year, it's going to use me as a chew toy. Uh, so there is that. Uh, have you have you ever read the book It? I have not. Uh, terrifying. And I remember seeing the miniseries when I was much younger, and <laughs> terrifying. And I've seen the previews for the new one that's coming out. And uh, well, remember the uh, movie theater that did the all women showing for Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. There's a. In Texas, of course, uh, that same movie theater is going to do a very special showing of it. And I will bring up the details because there ain't no way in the world I would go to that theater for Hasn't that. Hasn't Texas suffered enough after this <laughs> week? You know what? Texas knows how to have a good time. They you do. do have to admit that. Um, and I got a, I'll be taking your calls at 345-1140. Uh, follow me on Facebook and on Twitter because we are doing You know what? Let's do it right now. So the Alamo... Uh, the Alamo uh, it's, it's Theater House is what they call it. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, 
It's in Austin. Wait a minute. The Alamo Draft House. Okay, these are the people that months ago they decided they were going to do a showing of Wonder Woman, but women only for the showing. Now, I don't know about you. I'm all for it. Rock the house. What? Everybody's going to be out of the house for a couple hours going to see Wonder Woman. Okay. You know, I think that was a wonderful thing. And these guys are like, that's not fair. I, I, I want to see Wonder Woman too. Why can't it all be? And I just, well, it, this terrifying movie, the, the bad guy is a demon call, that they refer to as it. And it comes up as a clown called Pennywise. Okay. So terrifying clown. I'm not scared of clowns, but this one's pretty scary. The Alamo Draft House has decided that on September 9th, they are going to have a clown only showing of it. Well, the guy who painted his face like a clown, he can go. The guy, well, no, he he actually it wasn't paint; it was a tattoo, and he's in jail right now for dropping a CBS. Uh, but can you imagine being we're just walking into a, a movie theater and all these clown people just turn at the exact same time? <laughs> do, 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 do. Ah! Rich McCann on News Radio 1140 WRBA. This is the home show with me, your humble home improvement guru. Hope your life is going fantastic. Uh, by the way, uh, I was trying to explain to Matt earlier. Today is, I didn't even realize it until I was looking around on the news and like, today's the Armenian Food Festival here in Richmond, Virginia. And I didn't know it was the oldest food festival here. If someone said, What's the oldest food festival? I would have guessed the Greek festival. That's where I would have gone. Armenian Food Festival. Little tiny church over on Patterson Avenue. And I'm going to say this. It's a, it's a bold, bold statement. The best hamburger I've ever had in my entire life. It's just, I don't eat a lot. I don't know why I'm as fat as I am. But there is something about this. They do this lamb and beef and spices. And then they cook it on the grill with fire and then peppers and onions. And I'm that's it. Time out. I'm leaving. I'm going to the Armenian Food Festival right now. Uh Check it out. It's a good time. Love Richmond this time of year. Isn't it wonderful? You know, we, the, 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 the air is a little bit cooler. Yes, I guess fall is going to be right around the corner. And they're saying that we're going to have a warm winter with some snow. So, which means I'm going to have to drive all the way to Chester to pick up Matt, to bring him in here in the 4x4 so that we can do snow coverage. But that's okay. It's all right. Uh but we're also right in the middle of the worst part of hurricane season. And right now, Houston, um, well, our dear friend Jimmy Barrett's supposed to move there. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be much there for him to broadcast. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a crater right now. It's it, terrible. It, it's going to be a giant swimming pool. So uh, Maybe if he wants to go out there with the reporters and, you know, do coverage maybe. But can, that may be about it. I can... I'm trying to picture Jimmy Barrett standing in that wind and rain. <laughs> it, it's not coming to me. It really no, isn't. No. But we you know the last couple of weeks I've been talking about hurricanes. Some of the things that we can prep for earlier in the you know the earlier show I was talking about something as simple as a can opener because you know, there's a lot of people don't even know. Do, Matt, do you know how to use a Swiss Army knife can opener? Yes. Outstanding. Your dad was a good man. I can't wait to meet him. Um, I'm sure he's excited about meeting me too. <laughs> yeah, so it's your fault. Yeah, not great. based on this show. He's no, not. no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's take a minute to talk about uh, generators. I don't talk about them often, but it does get touched on. And mostly, I I go back years ago. We had an afternoon guy named Michael, and he and I literally got into a yelling match in the hallway of the radio factory. You know, people were like sticking their heads around cubicles, going, "What is going on?" And his 
his argument for me and my argument back was he was of the of the thinking, which is old school, going back in time. I mean, way back. You would have people, they would buy a generator, and what they would do is turn off the main breaker in their panel box, turn off all the, but the very, very essential uh, breakers that they want, the essential circuits, a fridge or whatever, and then they would build a cord to go from their generator into the dryer receptacle. Because you know, usually you're putting out about 30 amps, the wire's about the right size, and you can backfeed through your house into the, uh, the the panel itself and power up the circuits you want. And that's what he's like. That's that's the way we always did it back down on the farm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm very sure you did. A lot of people did back in the day before generator boxes even became a thing. Now, in the last couple of months i've been in some houses that had some generator boxes that were probably some of the very first ones ever put in these suckers were old but they were still working and they were still designed to do the same thing protect the people working on the poles and what i told him after i think i called him a schmuck is that the danger of doing the old i'm going to back feed through the dryer receptacle was that if you didn't turn off the main breaker, you could backfeed up into you know, the pole outside, and when it hits that transformer, it's going to be upped. You're going to get more voltage out of it, and that can travel down the lines. And you know, some guy's out there. He's been working 14 hours straight. He doesn't know he's about to get hit with a wad of electricity and possibly blow him apart. I know that I'm being graphic, but. Let's be graphic in this case. These are, this is some dangerous stuff. When these guys, when we have these storms and these guys come rolling in from out of town, you know their their focus is one thing and one thing only: get the power back on. And they will work twelve and fourteen hour days. I've seen it. So what I would like to remind you to do, and you're probably thinking about it now, maybe not because there's a hurricane coming, because we don't have one currently, but it could happen any time. Is I know you're thinking also about some of the snowstorms. We're told that. Warm weather, but with some really nasty snowstorms. I don't know where they get this information. I think I could be a weather person if you give me a coin. It's going to be sunny or rainy tomorrow, Richard. Bing! Heads. Sunny! <laughs> if the coin lands on its side, it means it's 50% chance. Uh, what I want you to do, though, is if, as you're pricing them out... I want you to make sure that you size the generator for what you need. What do you need to run in your house? Now, I'm looking at Casa de McCann. Do I need a generator? Probably not, but I can probably lay my hands on a small one. And luckily, after putting in that mini split system a week ago, maybe it was a week and a half, I got to say, I could actually have air conditioning if the power went out. It takes seven amps. It's less than my refrigerator. A lot less. So with a small size generator, I could have a couple of things that I couldn't have before. Before I had a big window unit, it took as much as most of your small generators would take just to run it. But when I, if I'm in my house, what do I want to run? I want to run my mini split. I want to have heat or I want to have air conditioning. I want to run my refrigerator. Although not completely necessary. If it's cold outside, I can just pack everything up into a cooler and put it outside. It's cold. 
I want a few lights. I'm not going to have a water heater. It's not going to happen. No water heater during, you know, loss of power. I'm okay with that. Well, I'll warm up some water somehow. It's cold. I don't know how funky I'll actually get. Uh, and finally, let's face it, a couple lights and probably television. Something I can watch the news with. And yes, I do own an antenna. Not that I use it, but it's something I, I'm going to need if I lose cable. Cables are out. I can still get antenna television, right? Keep up with the news. And of course, I have a radio. So I can listen to 1140 WRVA. Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show. Uh, 46, 46 million people in the path of Hurricane Harvey. I would not be one of them. Come on, honey. Let's go to Vegas. I mean... <laughs> Seems like a good idea. Three, four, five, eleven, forty. I'm looking forward to this. Sharon. Yes. In Mango Hick, Virginia. You got it. That's me. I. You know what? I. I love Mango Hick. I've been through there a billion <laughs> times. I know I've driven through this. I had no idea it was a thing. It is the center of the universe, unlike Ashland, no. Virginia. Oh no, Ashland's got a trademark. I think you now owe them a dollar. <laughs> okay. No, so you're yeah. where, where I'm looking at a. I know how to read a map, and I'm not sure where you are. <laughs> All right, we're between 95 and 360. Okay, off around 30. Okay, that gives you an idea. And it does. And what's the? What's the? Is there like some distinguishing mark or something? No, no not at all. <laughs> We had a gas station a while back, but you know what? <laughs> Wasn't that much demand. There was a post office and an old country store when we first moved there, but that shut down. And they left. <laughs> that God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, okay, so you're getting rid of mold is what you're calling about. Yes. All right. We have this little teeny shower, uh, corner shower thing in an upstairs bathroom. And the base of it has got mold like embedded in the plastic we've tried pine saw we tried outdoor bleach but nothing will get rid of it can you suggest something oh, so, so you so you're saying you have running water and mango hick we do and <laughs> toilet yes <laughs> god she's a good sport because right now right now your neighbor's listening going that ain't funny at all um, I know. I know. i'm proud it's, it's it's so it's a plastic shower not a fiberglass Yes, I think it's, I mean, it seems like plastic, but it could be fiberglass. I don't know. My husband's fishing, so I can't ask him. Of course he is. Um, <laughs> here's what uh, what I would look into is what you're going to need is a fungicide. Okay. okay. That's something that's right. actually de- de- uh, designed to uh, clean that out. Now, is that the only shower in the house? No. I mean, we have bathtub, shower, fiberglass. Thingy, okay. okay. But this is different. And and is this one used by one particular person? You know, his... it was used by my daughters oh. years ago, and they, you know, mold developed. But okay, so <laughs> now because it's got and, and it hasn't been used much, it's a closed room. It's upstairs, so it's warmer. Right. Uh, right. Probably a little bit more humidity building up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I would probably start with and give it a shot. Uh, okay. Is uh, try wet and forget. You know, I've been using okay. that on. We've been using it on roofs. Mm-hmm. And it's been able to get rid of that fungus. That's a straight-up algae. Yeah. So that would okay. probably work, but you have to be patient with it. Well, that's the hard thing. I mean, I think we've tried that on a roof before, but I, we didn't notice a lot of results. 
Well, like, like I said, my my brother tried it on his roof. He sprayed it up mm-hmm. on there. Uh, Sixty days later, he saw results. You know, ah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing. Um, if that doesn't work, look around for um, a copper fungicide. Okay. Was something I would look into. I doubt okay. CLR will actually do it. Um, whatever though, you do end up with like my my friend Donna out in Mechanicsville. She noticed mm-hmm. they had a leak. Now they have some mold in a very new bathroom, and she was losing Ooh. her mind. Uh, mm. But I found some fungicides that were also environmentally friendly and bio friendly because a lot of that stuff does have toxins in it, uh, okay. and always work in a, a well ventilated spot. You know, get the windows open, get a fan going in there because, I mean, I don't know about you. I've sucked up some chemicals that made me feel really bad and probably damaged me for life. Um, That's what happened. Sure. Hold on. Hold on. Matt, she's laughing at the fact that I'm probably damaged for life. Okay. If you loved my show, you would want me to live longer so you get more of it. I do. I do. But that's what I would look into is some form of fun. And you know what? If all else fails, Mm -hmm. all else fails. Go ahead and contact somebody like Miracle Method and have them come in there and just resurface it. I mean, it's a shower. Mm -hmm. It won't cost much of anything, and boom, you got a brand new shower. Okay. All right. We'll do. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Sharon. Uh huh. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. That made my day. (laughs) Matt, after the show, road trip. What do you think? We're going to go find Mango Hick. What are they called? Mango Hickians? Mango Hicks? I don't think they would be called Mango Hicks. <laughs> I, I don't think they would do that. And I'm just trying to – we had a Native American here earlier on the show. I'm wishing he was here right now because, you know, it's probably some kind of name that picked up. But I, I guarantee I've been down that road a million times. Yeah. I never would have noticed Mango Hick. I mean, but you come from the world of weird town and county names. Yeah. I mean, yes. Florida's – Yeah. You were you're just from like what Tampa? I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's easy enough. But yeah, well, I'm from from Clearwater, but Tampa's easier for people to remember. I right outside, I understand. People know that landmark. <laughs> Hope it doesn't hit a hurricane like what they're getting in Texas. Because when is the, were you there the last time they had a real hurricane? You've been here uh, for a while. Yeah, I mean the last real hurricane they've had. We had Francis back probably 2006. I mean, we've gotten some tropical storms, but nothing's hit us directly because it has to kind of curve on an angle to get to us. Right, right. So we've been blessed in that way. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, prayers and thoughts to the people in Texas. Because Absolutely. This is the first, I mean, uh, we haven't had above a class two in, I want to say, 15 years. And this thing hit them as a class four. Yeah. You know, it only go, there's only one step higher. And those winds are 150 plus. Right. I mean, if it, if it went any higher than a class, I mean, it literally looks like they're about to have a Sharknado. Yeah, I mean, it looks. I wouldn't be surprised if sharks are flying through the air. Yeah, flooding everywhere, and then the fireworks went off, and there's fire everywhere. It's a mess down there. But and that's why I said earlier, if you want to help out with the you know the, the cleanup, they're saying is going to take weeks, if not months. There's people that are not going to be able to return to their homes for months if their home is even still there. Uh, and if you want to help out, that, God bless you. I appreciate that. Uh, but the easiest way for you and for the things that people need to get where they need to go is to contact uh, the American Red Cross. Uh, we've gone through a bunch of these types of situations over the years. And uh, it's great when you want to donate water and paper towels and diapers. Diapers is a huge thing. Uh, feminine products. Uh, it's as nice as I can say. Yeah, I'm a guy. Um 
but those th- those are the type of things that uh, we uh, they're going to need down there. Uh, water's good. Gloves, uh, tarps. Uh, I remember when one hurricane came through. Uh, it was one that down in uh, Katrina, and because Katrina hit not just Louisiana, but it came up through and devastated parts of Mississippi. I remember there was a person uh, came on the show. They were going down to Mississippi to build lean-tos. <clears throat> Literally, you know, three walls and a sloped roof. It wasn't anything big. It wasn't anything flashy. But it was something to help people stay a little bit out of the the the, the, the elements. So that's another way thing you can do. But whatever you're going to do, make sure that, the, you know, you're giving the money to somebody who knows what they're doing. And the Red Cross knows better than just about anybody else. Stephen Powhatan. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good, Steve. Good. I just have a quick question. I am buying a new house. Well, I say new. It's as is. And um, when you walk in there, the smell from the cats and I'm sure the mice, that probably didn't do a very good job. The cats didn't do a very good job getting the mice. But they... uh, I took, so I took all the – they had like an old commercial carpet, those carpet squares that they had put in there. Yes. And uh, so I took all of that out, and it helped with the smell. And I didn't see – it goes all the way down to the bare wood underneath that, and I didn't see a lot of staining and stuff like that. Um, but I need to do something to get that smell out. And I went to one of the big box stores. I got some – type of odor eliminator and i sprayed you know i put it in a spray bottle and i sprayed it through the whole house Mm -hmm. um you know i got all the stuff up in the vacuum and uh and then i sprayed it again and it's better but i was just wondering if you had some kind of maybe like a home remedy type solution vinegar or bleach or Uh, something like that that would work well steve here's the deal you're dealing with cat urine which is different from all the others it was a dog who would care um, but cat, okay. cat urine, cat urine has basically these ammonia crystals in them that don't, okay. they don't go away. Even you, okay. know, you can cover them up with stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that can be covered, but essentially okay. they're there for good. Now, when you say under floor, what type of floor are we talking about? Just plywood? Yeah, it's just plywood. Okay. What I would probably do in your case is I would buy white shellac. Okay. And just. Paint those floors two or three coats with a heavy okay. shellac, you know, or okay. something oil-based, and try to lock that stuff in so it can't get back out. I mean, if you okay. if you could get uh, chem dry to come out there and treat it with pert, it would work great. But that's expensive. Okay. I mean, a little bag of that stuff is like seventy-five, eighty bucks. Wow. Uh, but it's, yeah. I mean, it works when like you know, my cat did something terrible to a mattress. I was able okay. to clean the mattress, but you're talking an entire house. Right, so, right. and here's the other thing before I have to let you go, make sure you are wearing a respirator, cat urine, okay. cat feces, and mice feces can give you an infection that's like bronchitis times six. Okay. All right. You don't need that. What about that. kills? Is, was kills? Kills is a thought too. That That's also something, but I mean, we're talking two or three coats. Just okay. slap it on there like nobody's business. All righty. I appreciate it. Good luck, homie. All righty. Thank you. Bye. This is the home show on News Radio 1140 WRBA. The phone number is 345-1140. Follow me on Facebook and on Twitter. And, you know, if you live someplace weird, give me a call because Mango Hick is still killing me.
Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show, 345 1140. Marshall in Mechanicsville. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I was wondering, I got the stain. The roof was put on about five years ago, and on the north side, I got a, a stain on it. You know, that old stain you get running down the roof? Yeah, the black algae. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, how do you get rid of What can I put on that, though? Like I said, we've been using wet and forget, and it seems to be doing the job pretty well. Wet and forget? Yep. Okay, what, you just put it on there and let it set, or you scrub it or what? No, 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 you just wet it down, and then you forget about it. It's kind of in the title. All right, well, that sounds easy enough. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks. Bye-bye. Quite the conversationalist. Right there. Mm-hmm. Earl in Chesterfield. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Earl. I've got a house of a masonite side and I'm getting ready to repaint. And I notice a few places around where the overlap is. Yeah. That there's some look like uh, smoke or uh, dust or black dust or something. And I just wonder, uh, and it wipes off very easily. Just wonder uh, what that is. Um, probably, I mean, it's probably some form of mold growing on the siding uh, because masonite was pretty much the Dumbest idea anybody's ever had, ever. Well, what's wrong with what's wrong with paper over cardboard, right? Oh no, no, no. See, that's <laughs> paper over cardboard would be kind of cool. No, what we're going to do is we're going to put paper over top of sawdust, and so when it gets wet, you just add milk and you've got your breakfast cereal. It's the that's right. Okay, uh, and it does mold, and it does get water behind it, and it blisters. And here's the best part: after a class action lawsuit against it. They had to start making it again so they could repair houses like yours. Right. If, 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 would it be, if, is that a little air gap coming through there? I, if I caulk it, uh, that should uh, hold it back? Well, fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, look, I mean, if you have masonite on your house, that thing that was put on a, a dog's age ago, right? Yeah, tw- about 25 years. At least, at least. Uh, so what you want to do is, you know, I mean, nurse it along, do what you can with it. But eventually what you're going to have to do is, uh, put some kind of vinyl or something like that over top of it. Yeah. But if we're, you know, money's tight for everybody. I know it is for me. So what I would advise, yeah. I mean, if, if it's starting to punk or get soft, uh, or blister, you want to get in there, treat it as best you can, paint it and start putting away those nickels and dimes. So when it's time to do a, a siding job, you can do one. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, Earl. Thank you very much. Uh, Masonite. I mean, I I remember putting this stuff up with my father, you know, and I didn't know what it was. That was the siding of the day. That's what we put, you know, that's what everybody was putting up. But quite literally, two guys had this conversation. Hey, Bill. Yeah, Joe. I got an idea, okay? What I want to do is I want to take sawdust and mix it with glue. Okay, okay, I like where this is going. Sawdust, glue. Sounding good. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to put paper over top of it and kind of mold it. So let me see if I got this straight. Sawdust plus glue and then paper. Right. So we got sawdust, glue, and paper, and then it's kind of molded flat. Okay, okay, what are we going to do with this? What I want to do with the paper, glue, and, and, and sawdust is I want to put it on the exterior of people's houses 
and expose it to all the elements, all of them, all of them, sun, wind, hail, rain. I mean, it's sawdust, glue, and paper. What could possibly go wrong? You know what? You, sir, are a genius. And we're going to make a lot of money, too, aren't we? We're going to make a ton of money. You, sir, I'm so glad we met. Yeah, I met, too. Uh, that's what Masonite is. <laughs> Sawdust glue and paper. If you don't keep up with it, you don't keep painting it so the paint can keep everything out. Your house is depending on paint to keep the elements out. <laughs> but then again, there was a time where your houses, my house, Casa de McCann, is covered in asbestos. The whole house. What's different, though, from mine than most? I mean, there's a thousand, hundreds of thousands of houses out there that are covered in what we call the asbestos tiles. They were like, I don't know, foot long, six, eight inches tall. And they, you just nail, they were pre-perforated and nail them up. Asbestos was hard. Asbestos was durable. Most of those houses are undamaged. And before anybody goes, oh my God, asbestos, I'm going to die. No, you're not. Because it was durable enough to hold up. And the only time that it's gonna asbestos can really hurt you is when it's in a powder form. My house doesn't have the shingles. It has these long bands of it. I've been around doing, I've been around houses all my life. I've been doing, you know, construction stuff. If, you know, my dad started dragging me around when I was 10. I started paying attention at some point, but I've never seen a house that was having, that has the same style siding as, as Casa de McCann. It's just this big, it's what we would call the original Hardy Plank. But now, see, let's go back to that. Now, the Hardy Plank came out sometime after, you know, the vinyl siding. You had Masonite, which was genius. Then you had uh, vinyl siding. That's awesome, too. But before Masonite was aluminum siding, which we all know that got chalky and dented. That's okay. It was still last. It's still out there. still used in some places. But then they came out with Hardy Plank. Hardy Plank. Concrete boards. Long strips of concrete that you can slap onto the side of your house. Durable. Heck, yeah. Insulating. Yeah, it'll do some insulating, but it actually added to the structural integrity of the home. Problem. Heavy. Very, very, very heavy. Heavy to install, heavy to put up, and heavy on your house. Now the newest things that are out there are kind of really cool. You have these different plastics, and they're not even a plastic. It's more like the lungs of the, along the lines of the stuff that we're putting down in decking. You know, those recycled milk jugs that are now on like their fourth generation. So it finally does, you know, take the weather and take the elements and and it can be abused and it's not going to blister and get all crazy. And it just kind of locks into place. It moves around a little bit, adds some structural integrity to your house. Not as much as the hardy plank, but it's a lot easier to cut, a lot easier to install, a lot easier to use and still incredibly durable. So it's got that going for it. Me, if I can, I buy a brick. But building a brick, very, very expensive these days. I'm looking at other options. Someday, down the road, I want to build a cob house. I've seen them. I've seen them done. I have. I know that cob building has been around for hundreds of years. Sometimes in some places, there's buildings eight and hundred years old in Europe that were built out of cob. And you want to know what cob is? Sand mud and straw that's it and yet these houses can have the integrity to last forever the insulation value that is through the roof and i can make my house look like bilbo baggins house which 
I think would be kind of cool. Just one of my thoughts out there. A friend of mine the other day, he was telling me about a house he lived in down in Tennessee. Cannot tell you why he ever left. It was built into the side of a hill. It was underground. It basically heated and cooled itself because they had windows to to the east. I think it said the east. Maybe it was the south. And the rest of the house was underground, insulated by the earth itself. I could find one of those. I don't think I'd leave it. I'm a troglodyte. What am I going to say? So anyway, options. There's always options when it comes to siding. Just make sure you can afford it. All about saving a buck. My name is Richard McCann. That's M-C-K-A-N-N. There are plenty of ways uh, for you to contact me and to enjoy the show itself. Uh, One, I'm here every Saturday, 6 to 8, and then I come back on from 10 until noon. So if you're uh, new to the area or just picking up the show for the first time, there's plenty of Richard to go around. Also, there are uh, plenty of ways you can download the podcast by going to 1140wrba.com. We have, what, 50, 60 shows up at the very least, somewhere along there, Maddie. Um, and thank you to the people all over the... We, we found out today we added a new country, Italia. Italy is listening to the home show. I appreciate that so much. I would love to take credit for that. Well, my people, your people, <laughs> your people. I'm using my hands, but no one can see it. I took a, I took a, an Italian class in college and the instructor said, do you have any questions? I said, yes. If I tie your hands behind your back, can you talk? He said, nope. no, <laughs> I can't do it either. No, it's can't. like you tie up my brain with it. Well, look, I, I talk with my hands and I'm on the radio for the <laughs> love of Pete. Uh, but if you missed any of the shows, download the podcast, tell your friends about it. If you're out of the uh, area. Tell your friends there about it, too. My name is Richard McCann, and this is The Home Show on News Radio 1140 WRVA. I have noticed over the years of doing this that there's some crazy stuff out there, and it usually happens in Florida. I don't know what it is. Just got to pick on my home state, huh? I will. Am I picking if I'm just pointing something out that's nah, true i know it's true. now you had a couple stories that I, you weren't here to give me i didn't get them and uh i will i will chastise uh producer paul when i see him again <laughs> yeah uh, I, I put him in his lap i printed them out last week because i wasn't here and i said here you go these are gold and you're gonna beat whatever mccann stories were and he said oh yeah yeah and then he never did yeah, never know so can you tell me any of them do you remember what's yeah, up uh Ooh. two of them uh, here's the first one was a couple in Orlando. Oh, in Orlando. They, uh, went on Craigslist and decided that they were going to buy a propane grill. Nice. Okay. Propane and grill. So sure, sure, sure. They, they grabbed the grill, put it in their back. They had an SUV. They had a lot like a Chrysler, whatever minivan or whatever. So they, they had it in the back, but did not realize it was on. I don't know how that's possible because that, you would smell it, yeah, right? Yeah, you would smell propane. It's kind of pungent. So you know, picture you're on the highway in Orlando, get, propane grills on in the back. You're not noticing at you're, all. You're not noticing. And then the woman is a smoker, lit up that cigarette, <laughs> and I'll give you a guess on what happened. Two Darwin Award winners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just minivan everywhere. It got torched. They decided, hey, our car's on fire. We're in trouble. Let's keep driving. So they kept wait, going Wait, wait, forward. wait, wait, wait. They kept driving. <laughs> yeah, they kept driving until they hit a pole. You know, now I'm just trying to remember because I'm there's certain things that are get but don't you need when you add air 
to a fire, doesn't that make it burn hotter? Yeah. Just, okay. It feeds the fire. Well, I'll tell you what. Since I've been picking on your state, uh, I will pick on my own. <laughs> I'm going to even do better than that. Yeah. By the way, the guy who was driving that car into the pole was wanted for an arrest, so he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to do you one better. In fact, I'm going to my she might not be a friend of mine again after this. Uh, because this happened in Virginia. Oh wait, it happened in Richmond. Oh, okay. Close to home. Or okay, so well, it mostly happened. Uh, <laughs> we have a dear friend here on the show, Marla. Marla's called in. You've talked to Marla. Yeah. Marla's an amazing woman. I've never seen anybody work so hard in my life and raise five kids. And, and I know her kids. And the one that, they're all good kids, but the one that she calls, her little girl, she calls sassy for a reason. This is the most ostentatious child I've ever met in my life. I mean, she is, she has no, there's no filter and no apologies. Uh, so Marla posted a picture on Facebook. Now, here's the thing, folks. We forget that when you post something on Facebook, it's out there for everybody to see. Yeah. So uh, that's fair game. <laughs> so she has a picture of what appears to be about a three and a half foot snake. Kind of blurry. Can't tell if it's poisonous. Not from here. Not from this view. But let's for not forget this is Richard McCann. And that's a snake. I don't do snakes. I don't do snakes either. Okay. So she posted this picture of a snake, and I just loved the way this went. She said, this snake was out on our patio this morning when sweet hubby went out and moved the trash cans. Okay, look. The, the, I don't need the euphemisms. Okay, I'm glad your husband's sweet. <laughs> oh, he's sweet hubby. Okay, uh, whatever. Uh, Sassy, remember the little girl I told you about? Yeah. Was very excited and wants to find and capture it. Because she was sure she can convince her dad that she can keep it as a pet. First of all, kid, no. <laughs> no to every single part of that. No to looking for it. No for capturing <laughs> it. No convincing your dad. And no as a pet. It's a bad idea all okay, around. Okay, so who's the level head here? Mom. What does mom do? Mom says, I told her that while I don't mind snakes in their natural habitat, we are not having a snake as a pet. Here's the part that kills me. Little girl says to mom, uh, she told me I can move out and she would come visit me because she really wants a pet snake. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what, kids? When you tell me I have to move out so that you can have a pet, there's a problem. <laughs> I, but I mean, everybody says that. What's that got to do with home improvement? It does. It, Snakes in the wild are not pets. You I should not have things in your home that can eat you. It, or, I was talking to someone the other day, and he met a woman that had a pet boa constrictor. And uh. and she was like, you know, it's so sweet. Every night I, I put it in the bed, and it just kind of cuddles up right next to me to stay warm. And someone told her, no, it's, it's not cuddling up to stay warm. It's measuring you to see if you'll fit. <laughs> and... Just so we can be fair to all the other states that have absolute lunacy in them, let's not forget uh, a California teen was charged yesterday for trying to bring, wait for it, a tiger cub into the state as a pet. Seems that uh, isn't that why we have cats? Aren't they yeah, just tiny tigers that yeah, don't eat us? Yes, and that's the thing. If a, my if my cat at home was the size of a tiger, you know what would happen? 
it would eat me. Yeah, yeah, you'd be dead. You know, I mean, right now it's all oh, cuddle kitty, swath kitty, whatever. But you know what? If it was bigger, I'd be yeah. a dead man. I thought of an interesting business idea just now. No, please. We should rent out the, the infant version of animals and then take them away when they get too big. And it's like a rental. So you can rent like tiny, cute, cuddly tiger bears, like tiger cubs, uh-huh. until they are too old. So you get them for a little bit, and then you got to give them back. Yeah. The, the, I can't even think about what our insurance rates would be. <laughs> uh, a California teenager said was arrested after he attempted to smuggle a tiger cub he bought for $300 in Tijuana into the United States. Question. One, what's an 18-year-old doing in Tijuana? Two, who? what was a tiger cub doing in Tijuana? Three is a tiger cub worth three hundred bucks? I would thought it was a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you, would, you think it was a little higher? You know, yeah. And oh, and this was a Bengal tiger because you know they're the ones that are known as man eaters. So um, yeah, it happened. We have we've covered three states right there: Florida, yeah. Virginia, California. I've got one from China. Now Pl- this one's going to creep you out. Uh, you've got the time and the stage. A man who went to a hospital in China for a severe earache ended up having a gecko removed from his earlobe. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors. Wait, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He had an insurance salesman in his ear. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That, that thing from the commercials. Yeah, doctors discovered a tiny gecko in a man's ear canal. They they used anesthesia on the gecko so it couldn't get away. And crawling further into his head. And when they pulled it out, they realized it didn't have a tail. So the question becomes, did it have a tail or did it not have a tail when it entered his head? It did have a tail. He was probably digging at his ear. The tail came off. He didn't even really notice it. Because remember, a gecko uses the ability to lose its tail as a way to get away from predators. It can regrow its own tail. So the tail's inside this guy. Either inside this guy or he was like, that's itchy, and just kind of did a flick and (laughs) thought it was a bit of earwax or something like that. Does this have anything to do with home? Yes, it does, people. Don't do something stupid. Just don't do something stupid. That's all I'm asking. Rich McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show. Diane in Williamsburg. Yes. Yes. Should I go ahead? I think that'd be best. All right. <laughs> I have an I have an upright freezer that stays in my garage through the wildly various kinds of temperatures. I have recently discovered. Um, that it feels very warm to the touch on the top and the sides. And I'm wondering if that's normal or a cause for concern. Well, what actually, I did a, a segment a couple of uh, weeks back about things that you should not put in your garage. And unfortunately, freezers and refrigerators are on that list. I mean, they're designed to be inside where, you know, the temperature is controlled and there's little variance in the hot and the cold. When you put something in a garage that is not temperature controlled, that thing is fighting against in the summertime, maybe 105, 110 degrees out there. And in the wintertime, it's you know less than 20 in some cases. So they're not exactly designed to be in those extremes. That being said, everybody does it, don't they? Yes. Okay, now, how old is said freezer? Five years. Okay, that's not bad. Now, how often does it have any coils in the back? It really shouldn't, but it's worth asking. Well, that's the big mystery because um, I am simply unable to pull it out and see. 
Really? Because you sound like a beast. Like you, it's crap on it. Must do a little bench pressing with it. Uh, one, it should be on rollers, so it should come out a little bit easier than you think. Okay. Um, but I mean, somebody's going to come over and you say, well, "Why don't you get that steak for me out of the fridge and the freezer?" And as they do that, you say, "Oh yeah," and pull that out. Uh, All right. But also check underneath. Okay, there's this little toe kick on the bottom of the front of the freezer. It's got some little vents yes. in it. You might yes. want you want to pull that out. There's going to be a pan underneath there. You're going to pull that out and wash it out. And oh, did I tell you it's going to be gross? <laughs> okay, like like oh, I didn't really want to look after your newborn. Gross. Okay. Understand. <laughs> but also, there's there should be coils up underneath. And if it's in a garage, it's got leaves and bugs and dust and pet hair and all kinds of crazy stuff in it. You want to get that either brushed out or blown out with some compressed air. Okay. As I far can as do that. as far as what it feels like on the sides or on the top, I'm a little bit more concerned about what it feels like inside. Uh, when you go out again, pick up some of those, you know, those little dangly uh, thermometers that you put in fridges and freezers. Yes. Okay. You want to get a couple of those. They're a couple of bucks. Put them in the freezer and make sure that it's staying the temperature that you're setting it for. Got it. I can do that. Thank you very much. I'm proud of you. Go forth. I will try. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, no, she didn't sound like she couldn't hang. It's just a freezer, you know? It's just grab hold. Did you have to move a freezer or a fridge when you moved into your house with Joe? Yes, I actually moved a mini fridge the other day. Well, I was... Why Into is, your studio. Yeah, why is... Uh, I was wondering about that earlier. Why is there a mini fridge? That's dirty, by the way. Yeah. It, it needs yeah, to be clean. I, I know. It, but what is this here for? Well, it was in our old boss's office, and when he left, he said, hey, here's a mini fridge. Do something with it. And <laughs> Jeff and I decided the uh, other day, hey, let's move it into the studio. That way we don't have to put our lunches in with the savages over here who use the main community fridge the commu- well i will say this that i've i've been uh, i've been underneath houses that have su- blo- broken sewer lines and i think i prefer that to a communal <laughs> fridge there's there's some there's some smells that come out of that thing yeah. from time to time okay okay so i can put my lunch in there too yeah okay outstanding yeah okay thank you well i have to run that by jeff oh well, well there we'll is that well, there is that i got you very much so, yeah because it's more his, yours than than mine i'm not i'm not gonna try to horn in on somebody else's refrigerator come on now this is this is a part-time gig for me, uh, but the, what I said earlier is true. You can't. You're not supposed to put uh, fridges and refriger- and freezers in uh, places that are not a conditioned space. I mean, they're reacting to everything just the same way you are. So, uh, what happens when you put fridge or freezer? And we all have done it. I, but don't get me wrong. Every single one of us has done it. Uh, if I could lay my hands on a chest freezer to put in my basement, which is not conditioned, I would do it tomorrow. But uh, I'm not supposed to. And mostly because it, uh, the temperatures is one of the bigger reasons, those t- those extremes. You know, uh, how many times have you walked into a garage and it's been pff, 110, 120 degrees in there? There's no air moving. There's no real insulation. And, and it's just straight up hot outside. And the same thing in the wintertime. I'm freezing to death. Uh, let's go into the garage. It's even colder. So these appliances are not exactly designed for those extremes. So that's one thing, too. You do have to maintain a fridge or a freezer, even if it is inside the house. Uh, a buddy of mine, Mike, right now, Michael, over in Mechanicsville, called me up. His freezer had frozen up. Uh, things weren't ru- working right. The, fri- uh, the fridge was getting warm. 
uh, what I discovered was I pulled off the toe kick, which actually just snaps into place, by the way. It it's not, doesn't have any screws or anything, and it snaps on, snaps off, because it's meant to. And underneath that is a pan. That's the condensate pan, which means your fridge, your freezer, you know, it does defrost. Remember the old days when you had to defrost the fridge? You don't have to do that anymore. It does it on its own. But that water has to go someplace. And what it does, is it goes through a drain down into a pan underneath the refrigerator. And the coils and fan that we're used to, but if you're my age, you know, go back in time, way back in time, uh, there used to be coils on the back of a refrigerator. They're not there anymore. What they did is they moved them underneath. So you're moving air, you're moving heat through those coils. That heat is also evaporating what little water comes up uh, into the pan from the fridge freezer itself. Now, that thing will get gross. Remember, you got a fan at floor level. I don't know about you, but I mean, even I, I can sweep my floors, you know, two, three times, four times a week. There's still stuff floating around. Every time I walk past it, stuff's coming off my shoes. My cat sheds. And remember that German Shepherd I rescued a couple, three years back? It's been a long time, right? I'm still cleaning up hair from that dog. Two and a half years. I've had a professional come in twice. I've had Chem Dry come in and clean my rugs and stuff, and I'm still finding hair in places. It's insanity. So what I have to do, pull the toe kick, pull the, the, the pan out, wash the pan out, and then get what I used to use, call it a foxtail brush, and you just slide it up and get it between those, those grates, get all the dirt and dust and everything. That way you're getting your proper heat exchange from your coolant, and that heat is also evaporating what little water is forming in that pan instead of it growing some kind of, I don't know, ick monster because, ew, stuff's nasty underneath there. I'm scared just a little bit. And that way the fridge and freezer will last longer. Can I tell you not to put it in the garage? I can tell you. You're going to do it anyway. So at least service it. At least keep it clean. You do all of that, it'll be okay. It's going to struggle a little bit. It's going to use a little bit more electricity than if it was sitting inside of your kitchen uh, or a great room or, or the like. That's fine. You know, we all need, we all need an extra fridge. It's a fact. This type of, you know, give me, give me fall. I'm okay with fall. I will not complain about fall. I'll complain about winter. Remember, didn't complain about the heat all summer. Never said I was hot, I was sweaty, and none of that stuff. But I will complain about the cold because I don't like the cold. But it's going to be different this year. It's a different, a different environment, if you will. Now, uh, I'm just bringing this up because I've, I've seen, I've been watching it all morning. Uh, Matt has too, and, and it, Matt, it, the storm actually hit Texas last night at around 10:30 their time, if I'm remembering properly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so we're going on. It's been going on for a little bit more than 13 hours, mm-hmm. and it has already gone down from a Category Four, which is hell on earth. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, 175 mile an hour wind. It's I mean, pretty, pretty brutal. Pretty sure the epoch, you know, the four horsemen were riding along with it <laughs> as it came in. Yeah. Um, and it has already downgraded to uh, a category one, which it's a category one. Yeah, it's still, still big, but 90 mile an hour winds compared to 160 mile an hour winds. We're trending in the right direction. Yeah, but I mean, hurricanes, when they hit Richmond, they've usually, they're usually not even a hurricane anymore. By yeah. the time it gets uh, inland enough to us, uh, it is, yeah, it's a tropical storm. And they can still do damage. And, and have. And you're from Florida. You've, yeah. you've, you've lived with this fear yeah. your entire life. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
They but, would cancel school on the thought of a hurricane coming our way. Really? Oh, yeah. I've seen them cancel oh, school yeah. around here because it goes foggy. <laughs> Don't laugh. That's not good. But uh, what I, I want to say is, uh, if you want to help, and these people are going to need massive amounts of help. I mean, I've, I started reading last night that they're predicting that some areas will not be habitable for months. Um, hey, Jimmy, you might not want to move yet. I don't know if Houston's still there. Uh but if you want to help, I, I, I appreciate that. One of the things I've learned about Richmond and the surrounding areas, of course, and it might even be a Virginia thing, is that if there's problems, if there's trouble, we will jump right in. We will help however we can. And when you've gotten the help you need and we're done, leave us alone. That's kind of a Richmond thing. Like, you need help? Here's all the help you need. Now, bye. Just, you, I gave you what you needed. I've got stuff to do. Uh I would advise you to either one talk to your local community um, about pooling your resources, uh, your church. I don't know, uh, you know, p- what church you go to. I know uh, Catholic Charities has some pretty uh, big shoes and a big footmark uh, footprint, I should say, on the global uh, circuit. But I will say more than anything, uh, after doing this for as many years as I've had, uh, if you want to donate something. Instead of donating stuff, you know, instead of buying three packs of diapers or socks, believe it or not, socks are a huge one. Clean clothes, hard to come by. Uh, But what you can do is donate to the American Red Cross. They've been doing this forever. And as it's been described to me over the years, they know what to get, how to get it, how to get it at the right price, where it needs to go. And more importantly, how to get it there. If you remember all those years back, before I was even on radio, you know, after 9-11 happened, people started just shipping stuff willy-nilly, just, you know, ship, ship. Everybody wanted to help. And they ended up with, like, tractor-trailer loads full of water and no place to put them. And that's not what needs to be done. It needs to be organized. And there are groups out there that can do it. I mean, take a collection at your church. Donated under that church's name, take the tax write off. I know, oh, churches don't have taxes, but they will. Uh, but anything to help, but do it wisely. Ta- and double check your charity. My least favorite thing that happens during emergency like this fraud. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Dan, how are you? I'm good. How's it going in Virginia Beach? Uh, it's nice and 80 degrees, finally cool. Ah, yeah. Okay, I- what? Nice and cool and the wind blowing. Oh, man, I love it. I can only imagine. I'm sitting here. Thanks so much. Uh, what's going on at your place? Uh, I got a couple cracks. I got some cracks in my concrete driveway, and I got an oil stain in it, too, after I just got my car fixed. I uh, just want to know how to remove the oil out of the driveway and fix the cracks in the driveway, concrete. Well, the first thing I would do is I would worry about the oil stain. Okay, uh, have you been? How long has it been a, a stain? Oh, a year. I put cat litter on there. It seemed to get rid of a lot of it. But yeah, cat. Well, cat litter is what we originally used as an oil dry, uh, but now they actually have oil dry products that collect the oil much better and kind of soak it up out of the uh, the concrete. Not like you're going to be able to do it now because it's been there for a year and you're just now getting around to calling me. Right. Okay. 
Uh, so I guess what I would say is I could tr- I would try a couple of your standard products like Grease Lightning. Um, yeah, you, you know what? Just about everything I say, you're going to say you tried that because that has been soaking and baking into your concrete right. for a year. Yeah, and they said you, on uh, the internet, says use a uh, carburetor cleaner. That worked pretty good. Okay. I'm I'm not, I mean, good, but I, I don't think you're ever going to get that stain completely out. There are companies out there that do different types of pressure cleaning uh, that you might want to try, but... At the end of the day, it's just a stain in a driveway. Okay. I mean, I know. Is somebody else complaining about it besides you? No, just me. Okay. I got the car fixed after a year. The thing's been leaking, you know, and I said, ah, let me get it fixed. Cost me 700 bucks for a rear seal and a transmission pan gasket that was leaking. Now, what kind of car is it? Oh, it's a 98 Ford Ranger, but the thing only got 60,000 miles on it. My wife goes, go, go buy a new one. I said, it's only got 60,000 yeah, miles. You know, you, no, no, no. You're, you're doing the right thing, because I just bought a 2002 uh, Z71 off-road that right. had less than 68,000 miles on it. Right. No, I'm going to drive that truck until it dies. Me too. Uh, well, you're going to drive your truck. You're not going to drive mine. Uh, yeah, but, um, but the Ford's going to make a new Ranger, I hear, this next year. I'm going to look at them. I love this thing. This thing drives like a dream. Little trucks are always a, a bonus. I don't know why they fell out of favor the way they did. Uh, my very first vehicle, a Chevy diesel love truck. Oh, man, that's old time. Yeah, the whole truck fell apart, and the motor's still running down the road someplace. Right. Uh, as far as the cracks... Uh, in the driveway. How, when you say a crack, how wide are we talking? It's very narrow. I put uh, silicone on there. You know, silicone, try to silicone it up. Yeah, that's not going to work. No? Uh, no, not well. I mean, it'll work for a while, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get the sun-baked. It's going to crack. It's going to fall out. Uh, now, a couple of years ago, Sackcrete uh, sent me a goodie bag. Right. And uh, one of the things they sent me was a concrete and block sealer in a caulking tube. And so I had a cu- I had a customer who had some cracks in their basement, a little bit of water was coming out of it, uh, and I sealed it with this stuff. And it did a great job. Now, I'm going to warn you of something. On this stuff are these little, really tiny writings called directions. Right. And in the directions, supposedly... It says, do not get on hands, skin, or clothes. Now, of course, I didn't read the directions. So uh, as I was smoothing this stuff out with my fingers, uh, by the time I was done, have you ever seen any of the Fantastic Four movies? No. Do you know who the thing is? Okay, let's just say my hands looked like I was wearing giant concrete gloves. And it took four washings of turpentine to get it off. But it worked great. So what I would say is go to your favorite box store, go to the concrete section, look for DAP uh, concrete crack sealer in a caulking tube, and very gently seal it with that. DAP. Well, that, uh, this, not uh, DAP, excuse me, not, not DAP. Sackcrete. Sackcrete made this product. Well, uh, will that discolor it? No, it comes in a gray. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could go back and try to find some of some kind of non-skid uh, concrete paint that's built for outside, and that would cover up your your stain. Or you could 
talk to somebody about getting some concrete stain and like going over it with a uh, a fruit sprayer and and change the color of the concrete itself. Right. But you're never going to get you're not going to get that that oil stain out of there. Okay. All right, thanks. Thank you, Dan. Another satisfied customer that was absolutely thrilled to be right here talking to me, Richard McCann, on the home show, News Radio 1140 WRVA. Homies. Homies. I like that. He is a homie. But, you know, here's the thing. If you have a stain, okay, something, something spills. Clean it up. There's a stain. It's fresh. I can probably get it out. When you call me up and say, I've got a stain in my concrete. Okay. How long has it been there? Oh, a year. Baking in the sun, you know, just cooking into. No, it's not coming out ever. Oh, sorry. It's not going to happen. Sad, but that's okay. Ernest in Lakeside. Uh, yeah, hi. hi. I really enjoy, enjoy your show. I had a question about um, I've got a 1940s uh, brick cape and I've got a furnace underneath there, a Columbia that was installed in the 70s. And uh, I got to get it replaced and I want to go with gas. But uh, I had some questions about what type of furnace I heard that some of them are better than others under under the uh, house, and what companies are best suited for going underneath the house, you know, where most people don't want to go. Four questions, one breath. That was pretty amazing. Uh, you said you have an oil-fired furnace. Yes, sir. Meaning forced air. Yeah. That you put in in the 70s. Yeah. It has duct work. Um, old galvanized that I, I want to replace that as well. Okay, because you're going to have to. The efficiency of what you have versus what you're going to put in is totally different. So let's understand you're going to have to put in a furnace and ductwork. We good? Good. Two. Do you have uh, Do you have gas available? No, and I I don't have a lot of room to mount a tank. Um, well, I do, but aesthetically, I you know I'd like to preferably mount it in the ground. But I don't know the codes on that kind of thing and. It's not really a requirement. I just, you know, want to go gas. It's cleaner. Well, I mean, it is cleaner, but the thing is, these days, heat pumps work so much better than they ever did in the past. I mean, we're not at that point where, oh, my God, it's tempered air. We're actually talking a heat pump puts out hot air. Uh, For the most part, people are putting in heat pumps with electric backup because we're only getting cold enough that you need to, you know, kick that on. A couple seven times a year, for the most part. You know, we, like this year, we're supposed to have a very warm winter. A heat pump is going to take care of it just fine. Uh, but if you don't have gas available, you don't want to put in a propane tank. You know what that means? You can't have gas. Well, well, I do. I do want to put in a propane propane tank. Uh, okay. I'm, you know, I'm looking to try to hide it. Uh, I don't have a lot of room between the houses. Um, okay. You know, but you have I, a, I you have some room in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got the place I could probably put it. That's not that's not a major hang up. Okay, so oh, but I I wanted to say I do have a fifteen and a half sear uh, trained, you know that uh, you know it's mounted up in the attic, and I have the air coming down, you know, from the from the ceiling, and you know, of course, I don't have any access between the two, so I can't um, really add anything to the to the air conditioner upstairs because uh, you know I don't have any. Uh, uh, real space to run the flu. It's in the knee wall in the front of the house, you know. All right. Well, see, now these days they have these much more efficient units that actually you would run a PVC vent out the side of the house. 
It's not. You don't even need a chimney. It's not even going to be galvanized. It's going to be PVC. Wow. I know. Makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Changes everything. Changes everything. Now, also, what you want to do is, if you're going to do this job, you want to buy your propane tank. It okay. it needs to belong to you for the very simple reason that you get to dictate whose gas goes into that tank. Therefore, you get to negotiate the price. You have somebody else's tank. Theirs is the only petro that can go in it, and we don't want that. I've been there before with some gas logs. Okay. Wow. Gas logs ran you up? Okay. Oh, that's fine. So I guess what we're saying is at the end of the day, yes, you can put in a gas-fired furnace. I would put it in a gas-fired heat pump, but that's just me. Uh, and you want to buy your own tank? I would call my, my guys at Bremac. I mean, that's my, that's my heating and air conditioning guys. You know this already. Yes, I do. Um, are there, is there anybody else that I should get an estimate that uh, I'd like to get at least, you know, at least two estimates? Okay, then what I would do is um, – hold on one, one second. Um, Matthew, you work uh, Mr. Katz's show. Um, he has a HVAC contractor he trusts. Do you want to give him them his name? I can't. You can. Bradley Mechanical. Bradley Mechanical. There you go. There's a number two. Okay. Thank now, you. for number three, what I want you to do is talk to your neighbors. Go over next door. Say, hey, Bill, John, whatever his name is. Your house is about the same age as my house. You've probably had your heating system worked on, and I want to, too. Who'd you use? Did you like them? If they say, I didn't like them, you go to the next one. Right. Right. Um I've, I've had a few people over, and, and uh, I had uh, I had somebody uh, that I just wanted to get my furnace cleaned, and uh, because it's a uh, it's an old Columbia, and you know it's a little rusted, you know, obviously because I don't have, you know, it's underneath the house. So they came over three times, and I ended up having uh, uh, carbon monoxide coming up underneath the house, and uh, when it started up, and so they came over three times, and they didn't realize, and I called them over for a cleaning. And the flu was stopped up. And, yeah, uh, I, I, w- guy, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't use that guy again. No, just a thought. <laughs> I mean, with the whole almost killing you and all. Well, I think they wanted to sell me a new furnace because they said that. Uh, yeah, okay, know, well, and I get that. I'm sure they wanted to sell you a new furnace, but see, again, if, if it's hard to sell somebody a new furnace if they're dead, you see what I'm saying here? Carbon monoxide. Yeah. Carbon monoxide is what we call poisonous and right. carbon monoxide will make you and anything else in your home dead so it, i wouldn't call them back just a thought i mean you know i'm not here to make up your mind for you no i, I totally agree okay well so, I, I think that uh, i think that does it i appreciate the two the two people to call okay and uh so that that really helps me out a lot okay thank you Ernest. Or <laughs> thank you bye, bye. What are you doing to me? <laughs> got to be nicer to your callers. I've got. I've got to be nicer. How, how could I have been any nicer? I don't know, but you got to be nicer. <laughs> well, they came over three times. Carbon monoxide was coming up into the house. Yeah, we could have all died. Think I should call them? No. No, I'm sorry, Ernest. Honestly, I am. <laughs> it's just, what happens. It, and, you know, I understand. I understand completely. You know, I don't know what Ernest does for a living, but chances are I can't do it. You know, that's what it really comes down to. I can't do it.
He said he put in a uh, he put in air conditioning and left the old furnace, which I'm still perplexed over that part because if I was an HVAC contractor, I would have said, well, why don't we put in take out the old furnace and put in a heat pump, put everything back underneath the house. Somebody said, you know what? Why don't we put in a completely separate system that's only going to do one thing? And oh, by the way, down the road, you're going to need that heating system replaced. It's just ludicrous. Just ludicrous. And what's really funny is I see this all the time. People post it up on my Facebook page. They call me up and tell me, like, I've got a system from 1978. And they tell me, I better never get that taken out of there because you know what? They don't build them like that anymore. Yeah, you're you're, you're absolutely right. They don't build them like that anymore. Thank God. Because what happens is when you have this old equipment, you know, it's been around since the 70s, the 80s, even the early 90s. It's 2017, people. I earlier had to explain to Matt who Donnie and Marie were. So, I mean, times have changed. But these con- there are contractors out there. They're, they're not, they might seem very nice. They might seem very friendly. But you know what? If you've got a, a heating system from 1978, 79, 80s, early 90s, and they, they say, well, you better not change this out because they don't make it like this anymore. There's a reason they don't make it like that anymore. The new units are more efficient. The new units run quieter. The new units put out better heat and better cooling. And if you are sitting there repairing something every year and sometimes twice a year, how long before you've paid for a whole new system? Just because someone said, don't replace it, they don't make them like this anymore. Of course they don't make them any more like that anymore. They make them better now. And what someone's trying to do is get that little extra money. In a course of five, six, ten years, you've paid for a new heating and cooling system. And they know it. They know that they know that they've got that job. I knew a plumber that actually said, I always hang I always hang wells on nylon fittings instead of brass because I know it'll break and I'll get a call back. Insanity. Randy and Midlothian. Hey, how are you, Richard? I'm good and short on time. Okay, uh, real quick, um, I've got a, a gas log insert right? in my brick chimney. Yes. And um, I'm not going to say whom, but um, the, the company, the guy actually broke it, and so it's been sitting there for like two years. And I heard you kind of chuckle at, at gas logs. Um, what would you do if it was Casa de McCann? Um, I have a gas log. Like in a normal. I have a gas heating log type situation um, that is really inefficient, and it will heat one room, kind of, maybe a little bit of another one. I never used it. It was given to me free. I hooked it up because I could, uh, and pretty much I've moved it out of the way. And if I want to fire, I burn wood. And if I want heat, I run the mini split. But, I mean, gas logs, they're great in a pinch. You know, we're out of power. It runs without power. I have just enough heat to keep us from freezing to death. But, I mean, I've always considered it more ambiance, unless it's one of those really big units that has the fan, and it's designed to be a heating system. That's what That was all this was for, is ambiance. Then, you know what? Pull it out. Get some uh, logs. Put them in the fire and say, come here, honey. 
we're going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Cause there's You're nothing, reading my mind. Nothing more romantic than that right your... there. Got to go. Thank you, Randy. Oh, me. What a day. I love it. I'm happy. And I hope everybody is going to get out and do something. The Armenian Food Festival is this weekend. Trust me, best hamburger you've ever had. And plus, there's stuff going on all around the city. I want to thank my guests that came in on the earlier show. Everybody that downloads the show, you know, you miss it. You get to listen to it later. Thank you so much. Matt, good to have you back, son. And you're going to be here every Saturday from now until the end of time. It's Yeah, except for next week because I'll be on vacation. What's a vacation? I don't know. I'm going to figure that out. I, I wish you luck, <laughs> sir. I guess I, so. Call call in next week so we can torture Paul. Um, Something like Labor Day. I don't know. Nah, I've never heard of it. Uh, thank you for coming in. I know it was early. I know you had a long week, but you did a great job. Gary Powell for covering the news. Everybody that called in, that does make my life a lot easier, and I do appreciate it. That is home show in the can. Burn to a disc. Put needle in a shoebox underneath my mama's bed. I will see you next week because I got to go to work. Yeah.